Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. My name is Carrie Ann. I'm back with another solo episode. And it's a follow up to summertime and self care because the struggle with self care, focus, productivity, stress, and creativity is real. But before I get into today's episode, let's talk about Wagwan. A few months ago, if you recall, I did an audience survey. Hopefully you participated. And I invited select audience members to participate in a focus group, which was an amazing experience. So in a couple weeks, and definitely before the end of the year, I will be sharing some of the findings from the survey and the focus group. Now, if you didn't get a chance to complete the survey back in May or participate in the focus group, no worries. I'll be opening up another opportunity to provide feedback soon. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, that's it for Wagwan. Now let's get to the struggle is real. Since the August 3rd episode on self-care, I've had multiple conversations with different people, listeners included, who have all been experiencing one of the struggles previously mentioned, but think they're alone. And I realize that myself or people think we're alone because the struggles manifest in different ways for everyone. It doesn't always look stereotypical or what everyone talks about. It may not even look like what I talk about in this episode, but there's something there. So in that episode, I talked about rest and restoration and understanding that I needed creativity and the lack of creativity was an agitation and how something as simple as moving the dry erase board to someplace different woke my brain up and allowed me to be creative. And I also said in that episode, I was going to a podcast conference. And while I was at that podcast conference, I had a conversation with someone who was experiencing a similar agitation. Now, I came back from that podcast conference so exhausted that at the time of this recording, maybe almost a month later, I haven't gotten back to a place where I'm busy and highly productive. And that's probably a good thing because in these past three weeks, almost four weeks, I've been experiencing a level of fatigue. And instead of nicing it up, let's call it what it is. Let's call the thing a thing. It's really burnout. And during this three, four week period, I've relearned things that I knew before, or there were habits I used to do. But when things got busy, those habits got tossed to the side. But seriously, and unfortunately, it's only when we're tired and burnt out that these things come back into focus. And one of the things I realized I needed to do more and be more intentional about helping my brain be creative and be productive. And that includes moving about more in my surroundings or how I now reframe the relationship I have with my surroundings, right? One of those many conversations I had with fellow Caribbean phenomenal woman, Carly Ann, who shared some resources with me, which I'm going to share with you as well. So essentially, our brain is wired to know that our home is a place where we're comfortable and safe. And so it doesn't give us similar cues as if we were at work in an 
traditional office environment. It doesn't really quite work the same way. And it's especially true if we're now at work with our significant other or our kids are maybe still at home or they're home a little bit more when before they used to be in school or aftercare or something. Because the brain has long since recognized that our home is not a place of work, it doesn't quite do all the things we want it to do. And so aligning that with what I've learned in the past couple of weeks, I've started to reclaim my Sunday as truly my Sabbath, a day of rest. I've been doing my devotionals to really encourage myself to focus on resting. And I also want to give a big shout out to my virtual assistant, Kristen, for also being a really good example. Kristen out the gate says she doesn't work on Saturdays and Sundays. And while I may send her messages, she knows that I'm not expecting her to do work. It's just a matter of when I remember things and I just send the message in the Slack channel. But Kristen created that boundary right out the gate. And I respected her for that. In fact, I wanted her even more to be on my team because by her having that healthy boundary, it became a really good example to follow. So I've started to obey that. And I'm going back to not working on Sundays. Now, if I remember to do something instead of jumping on the computer to do it, I've just been writing it down because it happens, right? So far, I've done it now three Sundays. And if I remember something to do, I just write it down in detail what I remember. It was important for me to create a day where I'm truly resting resting creatively, resting emotionally, resting physically, resting mentally. If I want to recharge and be ready for a better and more productive week ahead, I just need to take a day of rest. And so I've been very mindful about what I spend my time on and who I give my time to. We talk about and center work a lot. And so as part of rest, I have to recenter the other things in my life. Not that I don't, But if we're being honest, we don't do it enough. And so Sunday is also a time where I want to relax. I want to go to church or watch church on TV, spend more time with family, just being more present. And while the past three, almost four weeks wasn't an intended experiment, I needed that to happen in order for me to have a reset. The other thing I realized, I was pushing myself to work way beyond where I needed to work. So I'll give you an example. I would do work. I would feel accomplished. I'd be like, yeah, that was great. I love that little burst of energy that I felt. And and I I would say to myself, oh, I could do this for another 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or go however long, because that burst of energy was great. But that's when I now learned that that's the moment I need to stop. Because almost always I push myself to go beyond and to continue to work because that felt great. And then I end up feeling more tired. So I've now realized that if I feel like, oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah, I could do another hour, another two hours. That is the perfect time to pause because that's when I need to step away, feel satisfied with what I've done and to step away from that work so I can rest. Because the way we live now in this world, and I'm thinking of 
when I was growing up in Jamaica, everything was in season. Even fishing was in season, right? Because my grand uncles were fishermen. There's mango season, there's apple season, there's plum season, there's all these seasons, right? And now we live in a highly industrialized world. It seems like everything is always in season. Production is year round. Nothing is ever out of season. But seasons are a natural rhythm and flow of life. The seas, the land need to rest, as my granduncles and my uncles would say, right? That's part of the rhythm of life. They need to replenish. Otherwise, we'll continue to have overfishing or we'll encounter fruits that are not fully ripe, that are sour. It's the same thing with our physical, mental, creative, and emotional self. There's a season or a cycle of rest and replenishment, and that's what I'm relearning. And I'm not saying I've always gotten it right. I've done some good things, but as with most of us, we spend too much time in one season and not taking breaks in the last year, maybe especially because I love being at home and I was just doing my thing. I didn't honor the seasons of rest or the periods that I should have just stopped working and take a five, take a 10, take a 15. Now I've recognized that I still have work to do. Yes, I'm burnt out. Yes, there's work to do. Yes, I have deadlines. I want to push myself. I want to keep going. But the body's like, my girl, no. The mind is like, you're right. Turn over and gone back to sleep. And in those moments, I just have to say, all right, I'm not a boss and I doing a thing. But yeah, I want to push, right? But that's also an opportunity. Monique Russell, who's great at communications, she has said to me in the past that this would be an opportunity, not in this in particular scenario, but she would say this would be an opportunity to communicate effectively. And for me, that would be communicating about these new deadlines. Do I need to reach out to a partner, um, a colleague? a client and say, could we make adjustments in time or whatever we need to do so that I can accommodate what I'm feeling physically? And that's where the discomfort is. And to be honest, a lot of us self-included, I don't want to. I'm a Virgo perfectionist. Going back and saying, no, I need more time. Nah, I don't like this. Everything I have to get done on time on time. We're not talking about that, you know? None of us like having conversations where we have to change deadlines, timelines. So I need to just make sure that I am able to communicate effectively about what I need in order to give my, myself grace to feel better. And addressing these things are important because my health and my ability to deliver a good product or service or whatever cannot happen if I'm operating at a deficit. Again, I didn't realize I was at a deficit until after I traveled and came back from this conference. Before I wrap up, here's some strategies that I've been using, relearning, reactivating to be productive and also ensure my self-care. One, pay attention to when you're most productive. And for me, that's early in the morning. So you want to pay attention to when you're most productive. Your brain is firing on all cylinders. Now that you've identified when your most productive or your most focused time is, block it, protect it. 
So between a certain time, my phone is on do not disturb. During this time, I refuse to be distracted by texts, emails, alerts, phone calls. And I won't even look at those until after my focus time. It works wonders. Do not disturb is your friend. Once you've identified when you're most focused and productive, carve out that time and just put down the things you want to accomplish in this little time block. For me, it's three hours. I've done more than three hours. If I have something really big I have to do, it's three hours. And between that three hours, these are the things I want to accomplish. And it works. The opposite of that is put an end to your day. This is really, really important, especially if you're like me working from home, because the blurred lines, the boundaries. And because I was home, I'd work long into the evenings and I didn't give myself a window. So ideally, I'd like to stop working maybe at six o'clock, but if I'm putting a hard stop at seven, I didn't used to do this. There'd be work whenever I feel like it because work is there. So depending on your work hours, this might look very different. The bottom line is put a start to your workday and an end to your workday. Because if we were in the office, we would have a very clear start time to our office. We didn't live in the office while I may have worked some long hours. At some point, I left the office and went home. And if you're working from home, we have to create very clear start and stop times. The thing that I've realized is that, and this is very personal to me, it may resonate with you, but what I lose from working long hours isn't worth it. You may gain a few wins, you may complete a project, and don't get me wrong, there are moments where you might have to work a little late, but not every day. I realized that the long hours working eventually canceled out the forced time off. Forced time off, meaning that I may want to get up and do work, but my body's just saying I can't do anything. I'm of no use because of my inability to work as a result of fatigue and burnout. And that was my aha moment. Why work yourself until you're dead, 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 dead tired? And then months later, you're suffering from burnout and three weeks, you barely do what you would have done before the three weeks, one week of work, right? And so if I'm building in a natural rhythm of rest, start day, stop work day, you know, that works out better from a productivity standpoint. I hope you find those tips helpful. So in conclusion, if you're not feeling creative, if you're not feeling inspired or whatever it is, you just can't quite put your finger on it, you could be in or you're nearing a season where you need rest to replenish, to restore because you're experiencing some degree of burnout. Let me know if you've recently experienced burnout and how you're recovering from it. Thank you for listening. And if you check the blog post, I'll include the links to the resources on working from home, productivity tips, and some other resources to help you if you are tired, wanting to feel creative, or whatever it is. And until next time, walk good. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience, produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch 
or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at carryonfriends.com.